Hey everybody, Saul Marquez here with the Outcomes Rocket. Are you going to health? That's H-L-T-H. It's the largest and most important conference for health innovation. H-L-T-H, pronounced health, is a one-of-a-kind ecosystem event for the health industry, and they're on a mission to bring together 5,000-plus senior leaders to solve the most pressing problems facing healthcare today and actualize the most promising opportunities to improve health. They bring together senior leaders from across, across payers, providers, employers, investors, fast-growing startups, pharma, policymakers, and innovation centers to ask one question. How do we create the future of health? I'll be there, and I hope to see you there too. If you use Outcomes Rocket Podcast 150 as the promo code, that's Outcomes Rocket Podcast 150, you'll get $150 off your ticket. Looking forward to seeing you there. Go to hlth.com to sign up. That's hlth.com. Use that promo code, Outcomes Rocket Podcast 150. And I am excited to see you there. I'll even have a booth recording some podcasts live at the event, the MGM in Las Vegas. So, so excited to see you there. Don't be afraid to say hi. And uh, we're going to learn a lot there. So HLTH.com. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Hans Notenboom. He's the global head of solution marketing at Philips Group Marketing and E-Commerce. As the head of marketing for the group organization at Philips, he serves the function of providing solutions that make outreach to patients, customers, and physicians in a great way. Uh, he's been with Philips for many years in various digital roles, including healthcare, where he led digital transformation and in the healthcare informatics business, looking after digital health and marketing. He started Philips, uh, his work at Philips 10 years ago in the group digital team responsible for CRM analytics and commerce. Later, he became global head of digital for healthcare, managing a team of worldwide supporting businesses and markets with all digital activities. And in the years at Philips, he's focused on making new technologies meaningful in addressing the big challenges in healthcare. He's passionate about the digitization and innovation in healthcare. And with this bright introduction, I wanna give Hans a very warm welcome onto the Outcomes Rocket. We're excited to dive into your thoughts, Hans. Thanks for having me, Saul. So anything else you'd like to add to the intro, Hans, that I may have missed? No, thanks for introducing me in such a nice way. Uh, I think one of the things that I feel are, I'm privileged to do is I'm in that space between digital and marketing and innovation. I've been there in, in a long time. And I found that this profile is also um, a bit special in the healthcare world. So that's why I'm, uh, I'm glad I can bring something uh, extra to, uh, to the healthcare space and, and in this case to, uh, to Philips as a health tech company. Yeah, it's really fascinating, Hans, to actually have that role where you intersect with all these, the digital, the, the marketing, and the entire you know, outcomes improvement process. What would you say got you into healthcare to begin with? Yeah, it's interesting because I know a lot of people in the healthcare industry got into that space because of passion and their commitment and their beliefs. 
I must admit I got into it accidentally. I had the opportunity to contribute to this digital transformation that was going on at Philips. And I love Philips because I'm Dutch and it's a beautiful Dutch company. And at the same time, I, I started working for Philips and, and working on the digital transformation. Actually, the company itself transformed and, and focused totally on, on health technology. And that's what I liked a lot because the, the digitization that I'm keen on is a fascinating element also of that uh, transformation in healthcare, that whole digitization in healthcare. So I, I got into healthcare by accident almost, but I love it. Wow. What a great accident to have happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and Philips is one of those companies that is just well known in the space for, for innovation and the forward thinking that's being done, different divisions focused on technology, population health, et cetera. What do you think, Hans, is a hot topic that needs to be on health leaders' agenda, and how are you thinking about it? Yeah, I have to pick one, and that's not easy <laughs> in this space. Uh, there's many things ongoing. Uh, typically, I would pick the digitization because I'm very keen on that. Mm -hmm. But I would actually say artificial intelligence is, is a really hot topic. And the potential, I think, for, for healthcare is massive. But on the other hand, also, the risks are great if we do it wrong. And that's why, actually, we don't like to talk about artificial intelligence too much, but more talk about adaptive intelligence. Because uh, I think sometimes people think that artificial intelligence is going to take over the world yeah. and, and going to replace the clinicians. And I don't think that's going to happen that way. I firmly believe that artificial intelligence is a great tool to assist clinicians and, and doctors, support them in their work with smart algorithms and everything. And it can make it easier and faster uh, so that as a clinician, you have more time for the complex topics and, and for the patient. Uh, but it's not going to take over the world, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it is an, a topic with a lot of potential and a lot of impact potentially on the way we work and the way we do our diagnosis and, and, and make our treatment plans and take care of patients. So I think that's going to accelerate massively over the coming years and uh, the impact of artificial intelligence on healthcare. Yeah, Hans, you know, it's definitely made its debut with imaging. It's being used in, in really a lot of a lot of applications and detection of eye retinopathy. I mean, the list is long. You know, what comes to mind is like, and maybe this is kind of like a weird question, but what do you think? I mean, why is Elon Musk so like worried about AI? He's always making these posts about how, how we Well, I think it's uh, a little bit the, uh, the Terminator type of uh, feeling, <laughs> you know, the movie <laughs> that artificial intelligence is going to spiral out of control and we cannot control it anymore. It might be a risk in the future. I find it very difficult to predict the future. For the short term, I think uh, the risk is not that great yet. Yeah. We're not there yet. And I think at the moment, we can only benefit from adapting or applying artificial intelligence on some of the more complex topics and get the help from it. But I don't see a full integrated artificial intelligence uh, life form existing yet that's going to take over the world. But I do agree with Elon that we should be careful and we should know what we're doing and keep a close eye on which direction we're going. Yeah, that's interesting. I wanted to hear your take on it since you're sort of at the center of it and, and get your feel. I feel the same way. I mean, I, I feel like today we're making great use of it. So as you call that adaptive intelligence to kind of tame it down a little bit and not scare people, it's making a difference. And we're, we're getting to a point in healthcare where things aren't as scalable with the people. You can't just throw people at problems. You got to do things smarter. 
give us an example, Hans, of what the folks at Philips have done as an organization to create results by doing things differently. I think one of the, the big shifts that we're trying to make is uh, to think uh, beyond the products. Uh, we are in, in business for 128 years and we always created uh, innovative products, but we realize it's not only about the technology anymore. We can help the medical world make patients healthy, but we actually have to provide solutions to the medical industry that can help keep the healthcare system itself healthy. That's, I think, another important element to take into account. And that's why we not only bring hardware to the world, but also combine hardware and software and services together so that we can make an impact on the performance of, for instance, a healthcare organization. And I think it's up to us, to, to Philips, to, to show that it actually can have an impact, that it have an impact not just on the clinical outcomes, but also on the business performance and the operational processes. I think that's the big shift that we're trying to make, uh, to think beyond the product and and provide solutions that actually can help have an impact on the business. Yeah, Hans, you know, I think that's a, a very wise, wise thing to say and, and, and a philosophy that Philips has taken. You know, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about, actually. I had a guest come on not too long ago, about a month ago, and he was talking to me about Jim Collins' book, Built to Last. Have you read that one? Yes, I read it. Uh, it's a while back, but I read it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and th I've kind of been consumed by this topic of, wow, you know, like for a long time, Hans, I was thinking of, uh, if you have a product, you have a company, but then you get to a company like Philips that's been around for more than a century. Your company is more than product, you know, your mission and, and how can you achieve that mission? So do you have any examples that you want to share about maybe something that Philips is doing that that's made a difference? It's hard to pick one example, but uh, I think if you, for instance, look in the way we do uh, patient monitoring, and mm -hmm. we've been uh, delivering patient monitoring devices uh, for uh, quite a while, and we realize that it's, it's not just about uh, the monitoring devices anymore. It needs to be integrated with the hospital system, with the workflow. It's not only the hardware, it's the way the software integrates with all the other systems, how you can monitor patients in, in transport, how you can predict what's going on. And that's maybe where the adaptive intelligence comes in again, uh, using smart algorithms to see things coming up front uh, so that uh, the staff can, uh, can take action early. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, an area where combining all these things together can really make a big difference uh, beyond what you can do with pure hardware. Yeah, I've heard about, I think I read a couple articles about the early warning signs intelligence that you guys have put in and seems to be making a, a big difference. Uh, yeah, I think it's key that we start combining the different information sources we have, the different metrics we have on a patient. And using that, we can make uh, smarter algorithms uh, to see things coming. As you know, healthcare is, in the end, a very personalized area. <laughs> mm -hmm. Patients, Every patient is different. And having more data is, in principle, good. But it's also almost impossible for uh, a doctor or nurse to see all of that data and quickly make judgment call on, on what it means and, and how it all connects together. I think that's where adaptive intelligence can help and do predictive scoring. Uh, in the end, it's uh, the clinician or the nurse that needs to take action and, and uh, needs to treat the patient, but we can definitely help with uh, smarter algorithms and using data more smarter. Yeah, for sure. And so you, you're working on a lot of different projects now, Hans. There's obviously projects that don't work sometimes and we learn most from those failures and those setbacks. Is there any one of those that you want to share with us and, and some of the things that you learned that have made you better? 
Well, I had obviously many, many moments <laughs> when I <laughs> uh, learned and, and, and failed and uh, saw my mistakes. Um, uh, maybe one example is, I like that one because it's a cool uh, thing. And that happened a couple of years ago when I was in a room uh, in Philips presenting to a group of colleagues and I was talking about healthcare and, and how the digitization of healthcare uh, will change us as a company. And at that time, uh, you might recall, uh, Google Glass was uh, just introduced. Yes. Uh, so it is a couple of years back <laughs> and I was teasing the group a little bit and I said, well, wouldn't it be great if we are the first company in the world to connect a medical device to Google Glass? And actually in that group, the people that we had, uh, there were a number of people that all had a little piece of the puzzle. So we got together and we took the challenge and in a couple of weeks we had it up and running. Wow. And we actually connected a patient monitoring device to Google Glass. <laughs> That's awesome. So that you could live see the, the vital signs of the patients at the inside of the glass. And we built a great scenario with that for an anesthesiologist that's getting live data from uh, the vital huh. signs together with patient information from the EMR, together with uh, uh, some workflow information. And it's, it was actually exciting to see that. Uh, yeah, that is working. exciting. Yeah. But then I started realizing <laughs> <laughs> that technology is nice. It's great. Everybody excited. But it doesn't really solve the real challenge. Yeah. Uh, because the real challenge is how could you get that ever working in a real hospital situation? How can you get connect all the systems together that are needed to make this uh, scenario a reality? And how can you show that that solution would actually have an impact on, on things like patient outcomes, on staff experience, on the cost? There's a lot more to it than just doing a, a pilot with a, a nice piece of technology. And creating the real solutions that really are of benefit to hospitals around the world. That is the true challenge. And that's not easy. That doesn't take a couple of weeks. That's hard work. So that was my, uh, my learning. Never uh, go just for the technology and the nice and shiny stuff, but really mm -hmm. think beyond that and go for uh, sustainable solutions. Man, that's such a great message, Hans. I feel like a lot of the um, people, and I'm guilty of this too, and a lot of companies are guilty of this. You know, you find a cool way of doing it or something neat, and there ends up being a large supply of solutions trying to find a problem to solve. <laughs> and it's, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> it's not what we need. No. So that's pretty neat, Hans. So, so part of what you do is also involved in R&D and product development? I'm or is that in your previous life? It's in a bit in my previous life, but also um, because marketing and digital and, and innovation are very close together. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm not uh, one of the really smart uh, innovators that we have in the company, but I'm close to it. And uh, I, uh, I see in my role uh, to take these innovations and help them uh, bring, uh, bring them to market. That's amazing. Good for you. You know, I think it's energizing to be, you know, in a room full of people that care deeply about the space and are thinking creatively to, to make it better. I'm a firm believer that you're the average of your five closest peers and, uh, and you got to be surrounded by great people. Sounds like you are. Yeah. And, and in this situation, it was amazing to see that uh, we all have so much knowledge, but if you bring it together, you can do amazing things. So let's, let's talk about the other side of the coin for this, Hans. What, what's one of your proudest experiences at Philips? If I pick one, uh, we, we actually have a, a dedicated cloud platform for healthcare. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if you're aware, but... Uh, no, I wasn't. That's pretty uh, neat. And, and if you talk about cloud platform and healthcare, uh, it's uh, many people say, oh, that's a sensitive topic, huh? uh, storing mm -hmm. your health uh, data in the cloud. Uh, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very sensitive. Yeah. 
but I, as you've elaborated on in, in, in my introduction, I have been in this digital space for a while. And 20 years ago, there was this small company that launched this tool to store your customer data in the cloud. And everybody else thought it was crazy. If you're a company, why would you take your, your most important asset, hey, your customer data, and store that in the cloud? But now we're 20 years later, and Salesforce.com is a, is a well-known company. And nobody questions that anymore, that concept yeah. of, of storing your customer data in the cloud. And I believe that that will also happen in healthcare. Maybe we're not there yet, but uh, we will go there for sure. And it will be the case for medical information as well. And I, I say that because I do believe of these enormous benefits that can have uh, to bring it all in one place. Yeah, that's interesting, Han. So what's the play there? I mean, you got folks like, yeah, I think of Amazon, right? They built a business, they needed technology to support their business model. And then from that sprung AWS, right? I mean, is, is Philips looking to become like the cloud for healthcare or is this just more something that you guys are doing for yourselves? It's not just doing it for ourselves. Uh, it's definitely a, a part of, of uh, the, the direction that we need to go and want to go. And if we want to connect healthcare together, it's a needed component. But we also take that uh, platform and uh, make it more open to, to customers and, and to others. And I think that's, that's when uh, I like this moment in time when we started introducing it and we started to organize hackathons on that platform. Oh, you uh, did? Not, yeah, I'm not sure if your uh, readers know the term hackathons, but actually it's a nice yes. concept where you bring teams together and in one weekend or so you create <laughs> these solutions on, based on the functionality of the platform. And I found that magical to see. It's really true inspiration. And for me, the, the leadership part of that is that you can actually bring people together and get that momentum and get it going and get people excited and, and show real results in a short period of time. On the other hand, I get back to what I said earlier, it's not all easy. <laughs> you have to keep in mind that innovations don't happen in the weekend. Uh, it's, uh, it's a hard work. Uh, you need yeah. to really put in a lot of effort to, uh, to get a proper solution. Hans, so, you know, and on that point, you know, thinking about innovation and how large of a company Philips is and the fact that you guys still continue innovating, what would you say is a big characteristic of that innovation success that, that Philips has had? What I've seen is, um, I think that's, that's an important thing, is we need to always start understanding what the real challenge is. We need to look beyond that clinical outcome. And we've done that for a long period of time, look at clinical outcomes and improving our, our products. But we also need to look at what does it actually mean for, for the staff for, for in the hospital, for the nurses, for the, the doctors. What does it mean for the patient and the patient experience? What does it mean for the operation in the hospital? What does it mean for the balance sheet? And, and that's why we are now more and more designing solutions that not only address all of these challenges, but are also flexible enough to operate in specific situations. And not every healthcare system is the same. We're a global company, so we need to adapt to all these different uh, situations. Not every hospital is the same. So I would say uh, for us, it's important to spend 95% of the time in, in understanding the problem of the customer and then uh, 5% in creating the solution, if I quote Einstein on this, um, it. it's important to start with understanding the challenge. And, and that's, I think, uh, for us, a key to success to uh, survive for another 128 years. Wow. Yeah, that's a, a really insightful and something that we all need to be thinking about. So, you know, you're driving your car, working out right now. Think about it. What's the problem you're solving? Take a note from Hans and take your innovation to a deeper, broader level. So what would you say is the most exciting project you're working on today, Hans? 
There are many, but uh, uh, recently we launched a new uh, experience center. And oh. basically we use that to show our uh, different innovations and, and how the solutions come together. I think the, the big change that we're doing there is that we typically always started to tell the story about our product and we dive into our features and we uh, try to convince people that we make uh, great uh, stuff. But in <laughs> so, this case, we turned it around and we started from actually what does it mean for the patient? What are they struggling with? What does it mean for the healthcare professional? And then we try to make the link on where we can, uh, our solutions can actually help and, and make a difference. So where's the uh, experience center located? We have uh, experience centers in, in uh, different places around the globe. Uh, the one I'm sitting in now is in, uh, in uh, the Netherlands, in a place called Best, where we have a, a factory and a campus. So yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to see uh, all these different things come to life. That is exciting. And in the US, where's the experience center? We're uh, actually having a campus in Cambridge. Oh, okay. That's also where part of our innovation takes place, so, uh, and in other places in the world. Lovely. So Hans, getting close to the end of the, of the interview here, this has been a ton of fun. This is where we do the lightning round. So I've got a couple questions for you, followed by a book that you'd recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Yeah, I think it's, it's starting with total set of outcomes. Sometimes we call it the quadruple aim. It's about making solutions that uh, have clinical um, outcome, have uh, business uh, improvements, and also take into account the staff and the patient experience, as I mentioned. What would you say is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Creating solutions in isolation. We have already too many silos in healthcare. We have to fit a solution into a bigger ecosystem. Uh, data connectivity, interoperability, connecting workflows. I think that's key. I'm going to give you an amen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Yeah, we try to stay focused on, on making our customers successful. Love that. And what, what would you say is a, an area that drives Philips? I would go for collaboration. We uh, try to work closely with our customers, uh, with partners in the industry. The challenges in healthcare, we believe, are too massive to fix on our own. Uh, we always need to collaborate and we need to be a partner. That's beautiful. And so these next two, Hans, are more on a personal note for the listeners to get to know you. What is your number one health habit? Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I think, <laughs> my number one health habit is uh, taking a, a rest and a reflection uh, mm. at the right moment. So it's not so much a physical exercise, but more the mental uh, mm. recharging. That's nice. And what is your number one success habit? Building a good team. I think it all starts with building a good team, getting the people around you that are smarter than yourself, and then uh, inspiring them to do great things. Love that. So during your mental rest periods, do you do writing or do you just kind of meditate and think? Meditate and think. Uh, I uh, love to see myself on the Italian uh, <laughs> uh, terrace overseeing the ocean. Uh, that's the, the best Great. way to do uh, this type of stuff. I love it. I love it. So uh, this has been awesome, Hans. Oh, what book would you recommend to the listeners? Uh, it might be a bit of a surprising one. It's um, a book by uh, Mahan Khalsa. Mm -hmm. He's a, uh, a leader in, in sales, actually, and his book is called Let's Get Real or Let's Not Play. And it's about transforming the, the buyer-seller relationship. Uh, it's a sales book, and sometimes sales is a bit of a, a naughty word in healthcare. <laughs> but I work for a commercial company. But this book actually shows how you can go away from that pure commercial uh, relationship and really start becoming more a trusted partner and, and help your customers and, and uh, have shared results. What a great recommendation. 
Folks, you could get an entire transcript of our conversation with Hans and also links to Philips and, and the work that they're doing, links to their innovation center, experience center, excuse me. Go to outcomesrocket.health and in the search bar, type in Philips or type in Hans and you'll find all of that there. Hans, I really appreciate your time. I'd love if you could just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you or continue the conversation. Closing thought. Let's all keep in mind that in the end, we are all going for the same goal and making life better for everyone. Love that. And so if the folks want to learn more or follow you, where would they check you out? LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, you can find me there and I'll uh, even leave my email address on your website. Outstanding, Hans. Appreciate you doing that. And uh, again, just want to say thanks for channeling in from the Netherlands. Uh, I know it's a little bit later there today, but uh, your dedication is inspiring and really appreciate all the work you've done. Thanks, Phil. It was great being here and uh, thank you for the opportunity. 